Well, we're continuing our series on the fruit of the Spirit, and uh, this series is based on a passage of Scripture from Galatians 5, 22 and 23, and um, in it we find a, a motivating picture for what our lives can look like when we are in step with the Spirit, when we are walking um, in sync with what God wants to do in our lives. And this passage was our memory verse last week. And since it very well may take more than one week to get that list down in the right order, it's our memory verse again this week. So I invite you, um, if you have it memorized, you can go ahead and, and say that. Uh, the rest of us uh, can read it off the screen this morning. Let's read it together. Galatians five twenty two and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5, 22, and 23. And we've talked the last two weeks. The first week we talked about love. Last week we talked about joy. And this week's topic is peace. And I wonder what comes to mind when um, you hear the word peace, what are what are some of the things that you think of? Think of contentment. That's pretty much it, then. <laughs> Other things that come to mind when you hear the word peace: calmness, tranquility, quiet, lack of it. Okay, world peace, lack of world peace. Other things? Hmm, no conflict. Good, good. Well, peace is something that we all seek, and, it, and it's something that Jesus promises to everyone who puts their faith in him. It's the fruit of having Jesus' spirit in you. And this series, as I said, is learning how to walk in step with the Spirit of God. And today we're talking about how to have a more peaceful walk. Uh, And we're celebrating communion this morning. And on the last night um, with his disciples, Jesus spent the evening, they shared a meal together, and he spent much of that evening talking to them about what lay ahead for him the next day. And in the midst of his words... Uh, we find that he makes this promise from John fourteen twenty seven. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Maybe somebody needs to hear that today. Do not let your hearts be troubled and, and do not be afraid. And if you think about that night and... Um, the meal that we're going to remember here uh, this morning, Jesus' disciples must have been very peaceless that night, full of fear. Uh, Jesus had been telling them all along their walk to Jerusalem what was going to happen to him when they got to Jerusalem, and yet Jesus promised them in the midst of all that that they would experience peace and that his peace Um, the peace that he would give them was very different 
than the peace that the world gives us. And I was thinking about that peace this week, the peace that the world gives us and, and what that looks like. And it seems to me that the peace that the world gives is based on circumstances. Uh, having a stable stock market, having enough insurance, and the list of kinds of insurance keeps growing, doesn't it? I mean, life insurance and health insurance and car insurance and house insurance and long-term care insurance and dental insurance and vision insurance. And, you know, we can get insurance that the um, gas lines and such inside of our house are not our responsibility anymore. And we can even buy insurance for our cell phones and our iPods. and, And then there's warranties, Uh, Have you ever bought that extended warranty hoping to have peace of mind and yet you know in the back of your mind that on day uh, 1096, the day after the three-year warranty expires, that will be the day that your appliance dies anyway. So um, then we have social security, money-back guarantees. Um, The peace that the world gives depends on good report uh, at our, on our annual physical, secure employment that comes with seniority or tenure or guaranteed appointments, homeland security, you know, uh, uh, protecting us, keeping terrorism uh, in check, a strong military, protecting our freedom and police presence, keeping our neighborhoods safe. These are the kinds of things that are a part of the peace that the world gives us. And if the world can take away our troubles through health insurance or retirement accounts or flood protection or bomb shelters or labor-saving devices, then the world can give us some peace of mind. But Jesus said that his peace, the peace that he gives is a different kind of peace. It's not the peace of good circumstances. His peace is the peace that's given to us in the midst of all kinds of circumstances, a peace that he can talk about the night before he is to be crucified. And this morning I want to take a few minutes for us uh, before we come to this communion table to talk about what that peace is like. And how we can have it. And in your message notes, there's um, three steps there that we can take to have a more peaceful walk. When we talk about our, our life as a journey, as a walk, how we can have a more peaceful, peaceful life. And the first step to a more peaceful walk is to entrust every circumstance and every need to God's care. And trust every circumstance and every need to God's care. And here's what Jesus said to his disciples later in that same conversation on that that same evening. That doesn't sound good, does it? (laughs) Someone's not at peace. (laughs) That same evening, Jesus said, I have told you these things the things that were going to happen to him, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. 
Jesus never said that our lives would be easy. He didn't say that we wouldn't have troubles. He did promise that he would be with us and that he's the one that writes the end of the story. He gets the last word. So we can take heart. Put your trust in Jesus to work everything together for good. You know, fear is one of the greatest thieves of peace. We allow our peace to be stolen by fear. We'll experience more peace if we remember that God is at work in every circumstance. Look with me at Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, um, that means that we can't really get our minds around it, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And when we take it to the Lord in prayer, like that old hymn, you know, take it to the Lord in prayer, Jesus gives us a peace that transcends understanding, a peace that guards our hearts and our minds from fear. Uh, on various occasions, I've talked about my friend Carolyn from Georgia. And um, we met at seminary uh, and have been good friends for about 18 years now. And as they, uh, we went, when we started at seminary, the, the speaker told us that you know, you're going to be here three years, and in the next three years, various things are going to happen in your families. There'll be losses, there'll be, uh, you know, uh, injuries, these kinds of things. And and one of the things that happened to Carolyn was that her mother passed away while she was at seminary. And so she uh, made that trip back to Georgia and uh, for the funeral and all the things that go with um, taking care of estates and that kind of thing. And when Carolyn returned to the seminary after the funeral, I called her and I asked her how she was doing. And she said she was doing all right. And, and then she said, you know, I was thinking on the way back that one of the things that I'll miss about my mama the most is um, hearing her say it's going to be all right. She said, it didn't matter what was going on or what the circumstances were or how bad it was. I could call my mama, and she would tell me, it's going to be all right. And I think that that's what Jesus was telling his disciples on the night that he had that last meal with them. Things are going to look really bad here for a little bit, but don't be afraid because things are going to be all right. Maybe you need to hear those words this morning. It's going to be all right. God God has not forgotten you. God is able to take care of you. God knows every detail of every circumstance in your life that you're worried about this morning. And in the end, it's going to be all right. And, of course, Carolyn's mom had a southern accent and all that. It's going to be all right. But... Along the way, we may not understand why things unfold the way that they do, but Jesus was telling his disciples, and he, t- he would tell you this morning, it's going to be all right. Trust God. Entrust everything to God. 
And then the second thing um, for a more peaceful walk is to invite Jesus to reign in your life daily. Uh, Jesus is called in Scripture the Prince of Peace. His reign in is a reign of peace. And he gives us his peace as a gift. It's an outcome of having the Prince of Peace living in you and ruling in you. And when Jesus is, what Jesus is promising in verse 14 is, uh, he's saying, I'm not giving you, uh, creating your peace. I'm sharing with you my peace. I'm bringing you my peace. Jesus' reign brings his peace to us, and it does that, I want to talk about two ways. Uh, The first is his reign in your life brings peace with God. Jesus was perfectly at peace with God, his Father, in complete harmony and unity with God. And when we invite him into our lives, he brings that new life that is in perfect peace with God. Uh, Colossians 1, 19 and through 22 says, For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him, Jesus, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That's what this meal is about this morning. Then uh, Romans 5, 1, Therefore, Since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Through Christ, you're reconciled with God. You have peace with God. We've been um, made uh, at peace with God. And that means that you don't have to be filled with fear about punishment or be anxious about being accepted by God. Because Jesus, because of Jesus, we have peace with God, friendship with God. And that friendship goes on for all eternity. And then in addition to that, the second outcome of Jesus' reign is um, his reign brings wholeness and soundness of life right now. Uh, Jesus lived a centered life. Uh, he did not live a chaotic life that was falling apart. And when you ask Jesus to reign in your life, to to come into your life, uh, he brings that kind of integrity and beauty with him. When you invite Jesus to reign in your life, you're asking him to bring all of the disjointed, flying apart pieces of your life under his control. You're inviting him to bring the kind of order and wholeness that is consistent with who Jesus is. Colossians 1.17 says that he was before all things and that all things are held together in him. And that word that Jesus uses in John 14 when he says, My peace I give to you, uh, it's a Hebrew word, for, uh, uh, and the word is shalom. And it's the word that's used throughout the Bible for peace, but it means so much more than peace. I want to look at a definition from the Strong's Concordance. Uh, Shalom means completeness, wholeness, health, peace, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, perfectness, fullness, rest, harmony, the absence of agitation or discord. 
Could anybody use some of God's shalom in your life? I mean, that's what a list. And I think that we would say that if our life looked like this, we would have it all together, right? (laughs) And that's one of the outcomes of Jesus' shalom in your life. Shalom uh, comes from the root word, which means to join or bind together something that's been separated or divided. And so when we speak of our lives as falling apart, we're speaking of a life that is missing the shalom and the peace of God. When we speak of our life that's falling apart, we're talking about that inward division or turmoil that's not at rest, that is not sound, that is not centered. But shalom speaks of a wholeness and a soundness uh, that is perfectly at peace with God and in sync with what God is doing in your life. When Jesus is reigning in our lives, he brings with him the same stability and steadfastness and constantness and faithfulness that is who Jesus is. And so when we experience the reign of Jesus in our life, we experience more and more of these things. And then the third way to experience a more peaceful walk is to offer God shalom, his peace to others. Uh, Jesus' reign is the only way the world will know true peace. Amen? (laughs) Until Jesus kingdom comes we'll, we won't know true peace but until he comes and sets up his kingdom our task as his followers is to make disciples of Jesus Christ to spread his peace and his love and his joy uh, throughout the earth and to contribute to the well-being of others and the shalom of others the wholeness the 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 fullness to care for others and peace comes in the lives of others through a relationship with Jesus Christ that's part of our work as the church we've been entrusted with the ministry of reconciliation helping others to find peace with God through his son Jesus Christ we've also been given the responsibility of bringing God's well-being and his wholeness to others through acts of mercy and kindness helping people to wholeness and friendship with God. And, and we do this with, in many ways as a church. This coming Friday, we have the opportunity to support some missionaries who will uh, be in ministry in uh, various parts of the world. We're uh, talking about, we haven't actually picked our missionary, but we're talking about Rebecca Smallwood from um, Redbird Mission. And, and these missionaries are, are going to bring God's peace in the places where God has sent them. And this week we're opening the free store uh, to the people in this area. It's one of the ways that this church in uh, Bellevue have been called to bring God's peace, his shalom, well-being, and friendship to people who do not yet know God. And uh, in your bulletin you'll find a brochure for the free store. And uh, if there's a way you can get that into the hands of somebody who needs to know about this that we, this week, that uh, that's one way that you can spread God's shalom uh, and his peace to others. 
And I'd like to close the uh, message today by having those who feel called to be a part of this new ministry. It's something that we're launching uh, as two churches together um, to come up, and we're just going to close with a time of prayer for those people. Uh, and if you've already done some work on the free store, please come too. And uh, this doesn't mean you can't be involved at some other point too, but I would like to pray for those who are and are going to be a part of that this morning as we close, and then we'll move into the communion service.